0: You're listening to Megiddo Radio. Megiddo Radio is a radio ministry of Megiddo Media. For more, visit our website at megidoradio.com. That's megidoradio.com. Hello again. Okay, so this is Paul Flynn with Meta Radio for Tuesday, the 14th of September, 2021. Second, third, fourth, I don't know how many attempts we've had. uh, (laughs) Two, hopefully this one works. If it doesn't, it's going to be a podcast only, and that'll be it. Um, I've never had problems like this before, just the stream just collapsed and went from... Going green to going red never happened before. I have a pretty stable internet here. So that's quite unusual. I've seen it happen to other people and it looks horrible. Now I got a sense of <laughs> how that can be. Um, So thank you for your patience. Anybody stuck around, Um, if you could reshare the link, that'd be amazing. But we'll see how things go. Hopefully again, look, if if this doesn't work, not the end of the world, I'm just going to keep going. I'll just keep talking to myself. and it will be recorded here. I was tempted to do that before, but I said, you know what, Just try one more time to get this going. I was like, it can't. Um, (laughs) Benjamin's saying, it's probably my fault. I don't think it is your fault, unless you're in control of the internet over here. You might be, you might be. Anyway, so thank you everyone for being patient, um, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this will go well. Now, I'm going to... How will I, you know what I'm going to do for this next attempt at this program? I'm going to read the second half of Psalm 45. It gives us a great opportunity. Now, sorry if you missed the first half. Um, we read verses 1 to 9. So hopefully we can get into the critique. Uh, the, the stream the last time cut off immediately after I finished the devotional part at the beginning of the program. So um, at least they got that part in. Uh, you know, I think we'll all agree that's the most important part of... It took me a while to figure out that I was nobody could hear me. So Psalm forty-five, we're going to read this time from verses ten to the end, uh, ten to seventeen, and let us hear God's word before we get into the. Um, this program might not be. It'll probably be maybe a bit shorter tonight. We'll see how we go. Um, we'll play it by. We'll play it by ear. So let us pray, Almighty Father. King of kings and Lord of lords. We pray, O oh Lord, that this uh, the stream would go better this time. We pray you'd help us. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you would bless this reading of your word. Help us to be encouraged and blessed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 45, verse 10. Listen, O daughter, consider and incline your ear. Forget your own people also and your father's house, so the king will greatly desire your beauty. Because he is your Lord, worship him. And the daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. The rich among the people will seek your favor. The royal daughter is all glorious within the palace. Her clothing is woven with gold. She shall be brought to the king in robes of many colors. The virgins, her companions who follow her, shall be brought to you. With gladness and rejoicing they shall be brought, they shall enter the king's palace, because of your fathers shall be your sons, whom you shall make princes in all of the earth. I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, the people shall praise you forever and ever. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, to get into our main topic, and again, if you're listening to this through YouTube, Hopefully, Sermon Audio is still working. This is not... It does not appear to be a problem from the end of YouTube or from the end of Sermon Audio. I've had problems with Sermon Audio once. Generally, pretty reliable. uh, As reliable as you can get. Um, It was kind of hard to get the YouTube part going again. But it it, it appears to be my OBS software or my internet. Not sure. Again, never happened before. Maybe it'll never happen again, hopefully. Hopefully. And uh, just kind of went dead. And, uh, yeah. So hopefully, by God's grace, this will go well. Now, into our main topic, we're going to be looking at the Church in Wales, which has very much moved in the direction of apostasy, which is a departure from the faith. And to kind of repeat myself again from the first attempt of this program, it's not going to be the only problem that they have. If a church has problems within this area, i.e. promotion of sodomy, in other words, crimes against nature, and sodomy, by the way, doesn't just include homosexuality, it includes anything that rejects the created order. It's any crime against nature. And it's like, one thing I like about that definition is this. You don't have to go into a big, long list of things that are wrong. The biblical norm is this. You see what is natural according to nature. What is wrong? Well, everything else. Here's the natural use. Male and female relationships for life. Going back to creation. What is contrary to that? Well, what is contrary to that? What is outside of that? Now, You'll see references to it what, what it looks like to go away from that in Leviticus, in Romans 1, in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 to 11. But of course, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for proof, of instruction, of righteousness. But it's possible, even if you had just Genesis 1 and 2. to conclude that homosexuality or any other practice contrary to the created order is abominable. We also have other texts as well to show God's attitude towards sodomy, sodomites, and things like that, but even just that by itself, that was the, the argument of Paul in Romans 1, they have rejected the created order. And here's a horrible, heartbreaking examples of such a departure. Now, let us have a look at the, the news coming out from the Church in Wales. Church in Wales votes to bless same-sex marriages. This is an article from The Guardian. The Guardian is kind of fairly left-leaning, even for the media. Now, even over here, with regards to, you know, the United Kingdom or English Papers or whatever, um, left doesn't always mean the same thing, and right-wing doesn't always mean the same thing as it will for our American listeners, and I think a lot of them will know that. Um, When you... Many of the there's differences, you know this from country to country, but this is extremely left in the Guardian, probably something like the Huffington Post. Now, it says in this article, the, the Anglican Church in Wales, the Church in, in Wales is part of the Anglican Church, will offer special blessings to same-sex marriage, couples after a historic vote of welcome welcomed by campaigners for equality. So... and this is part of the problem of the whole debate over this issue, Um, number one, it's called marriage. It's not. It's not marriage at all. If it is marriage, then we should support it. But it's not. You're calling it marriage, but it's not. And we should never, ever Give the thumbs up to to indicate that what they're calling marriage is marriage. We can't stretch the definition beyond credulity. It has to be the biblical definition of marriage. Now, I don't know if people are finding the link. If uh, anybody who hasn't commented already on this link, if you could just let let us know where you're listening from and all this information. Um, If you could, that would be wonderful. Uh, Some people, I think, have found it again. Um, If you could, (laughs) if you could um, maybe share the link on your social media, that would be great. Um, I I would really, really appreciate that uh, because I think it's an important issue. It's an issue where I think the church has a lot of squeamishness about and hopefully we can... It doesn't have to be quote-unquote gross or anything like that to deal with these issues. We can just deal with what is the natural use and know what we believe and know what is contrary to nature and know what is the difference between natural desires, which is being attracted to a man to be attracted to a woman, and an unnatural desire, which is a man being attracted to a man. That's that's an unnatural desire. That's contrary to nature or a man being attracted to an animal or whatever, contrary to nature. Um. So and then there's a welcomed a historic vote welcomed by campaigners for equality. Well, you're not against equality, are you? But what do you mean by equality? Do you mean equality of treatment, equality of outcome? What? Um. Equality under what standard? And you see, it's really, however, man defines that. Now it says in this Guardian. Pa- Peace. The move puts the Welsh Church at odds with the Church of England, which forbids clergy to bless same sex marriages. It falls short of allowing same sex marriages in churches and includes, quote unquote, conscience clause, allowing the individual clergy to decide whether or not to offer blessings. Now, that should not be, oh, yay, we can be orthodox and stay within such. Ma-. No. This is apostasy. This is, and by staying, by the way, if your church is embracing homosexuality, embracing female elders, because the Bible is very, very clear that female elders is contrary to the word of God, there are things we can disagree with each other on. You know, people can be, you know, Baptist, Presbyterian, charismatic, and have all sorts of range of views. We wish we were one, but we're not. And still be fa- faithful Believers who love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but when you have such blatant errors, so clearly taught, it says in very clearly apostasy. And there's been two issues over the last couple of decades that just say, yeah, we're going in a direction of apostasy. We've moved away from the authority of the Lord of God, female elders, and not too long afterwards, it seems to be the same churches will not just go that direction; they'll also start blessing, quote-unquote, gay marriage, homosexual marriage, whatever you want to call it. And then, before you know it, they're doing the ceremony. That's where they want to go. A lot of these guys, they want to go there. There's a few probably holding them back and all that kind of thing, but that's the direction they want to go. Uh, The article goes on to write, but one bishop said he hoped the decision would lead the Welsh church to be bold enough to embrace same sex marriage within five years. Yeah, and there's some obviously going to be very, very out again, you know, out for it. After a debate that was at times emotional, Gregory Cameron, Bishop of St. Asaf, said the decision was, quote, huge step towards, huge step forward for the church and for us all in Wales. Before the vote, the article goes on to write, before the vote, Welsh bishops have said that the move would be a step, quote, a step on the way toward repentance of a, hist- of a history in the church which has demonized and persecuted gay and lesbian people. Here we are, and it, look, if you are in the church in Wales and you happen to listen to this, and you think, like, well, I have a conscience clause. I don't have to agree. Look, that's by... Staying part of an apostatizing body is itself apostasy. You're not join up with a faithful body. That's number one. But even apart from that, they're not. Your conscience clause is going to last all of five minutes when a church is going to or a, a synagogue of Satan. Really, is going this direction? Why? Because they're already saying, "Well, you see, to be against the redefinition of marriage, to be against, to preach against these things." um is to demonize and persecute homosexuals and gays and everything else like that um so benjamin you have to head away no problem at all god bless you um so if anybody else is in the stream just let us know uh where you're listening from and all this kind of stuff god bless uh (laughs) this this program is later than normal so apologies for those people and anybody has to Head off. There will be the podcast, so you can listen, don't worry at all, uh, so you can listen to it after um, if you so wish. So um back to the article the church has forced it said had forced lesbian and gay people into fear and dishonesty and sometimes even hypocrisy, which was which has precluded them from living publicly and honest lives of committed partnership, they said. Gonna challenge this, it could challenge a million things that has been said here, but um, demonized in what sense? Now, right up until the Kinsey Revolution, 1948 and 1953, the two books that that sexual deviant and notorious pervert Alfred Kinsey, and this is documented, if you see the books, if you the man was depraved by any metric, okay? He is held up as a great example, but the reason society changed its view towards sodomy was m- mainly based off of the sexual revolution, the the, the, the the supposed research of Alfred Kinsey, sexuality in the human male 1948, 1953, uh, sexuality in the human female. It involved abuse even of children I can't remember the months old that they were but um, Dr. Judith Reisman has done a lot of research in this and she's not a Christian but she has looked into a lot of these things now I would caution as well some of the research into this it's pretty distressing and um, mentally I don't know if anybody if you can't deal with this stuff you know Judith Reisman's work might not be for you. It might be too upsetting and things like that. It's not for everybody to do this kind of research. Um, there are other books that have been written that are quite good, showing the direction it's going, and to stick from the biblical angle. But there is there are books out there that are... Nothing that she writes is whatever. It's just documenting the horrible crimes of Alfred Kinsey. And talking about how this whole idea of committed partnerships in, in Judith Reisman's work. She wrote the book. Oh, it's been a long time since I read her. Actually, it's been years since I read her, but she's got a couple of books on Kinsey. If you just, you know, Judith, Dr. Judith Reisman, you can go onto Amazon and find it pretty easily. Um, but there's, there's more and more Christians now bringing out books in these areas So she kind of exposed the whole idea of this um, committed partnerships. It, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen within the homosexual community. It doesn't happen within the LGBT movement. It's a facade. It's a fraud. Generally speaking, when, just to give you one example, when they talk about monogamy, they don't believe, that's not faithful monogamy. That's just basically saying that they stay together. They have certain rules, but again, you know, it, it's kind of like if you accept this, it's not going to be only theological error you're going to have, but it's not going to be the oral, only moral failing you have as well. There's going to be other things that go with it. That can include drug use and a lot of other things as well. Greetings, uh, Angela from uh, West Yorkshire, Leeds. Uh, welcome. Um, so, So the idea, I've seen this in programs over the years, and there was programs years ago I used to watch, um, I would not be a big fan of them or anything, you know, but before I was a Christian, when I watched, used to watch more television and things like that. But from the like 1970s, 1980s, 1990s onwards, more and more they wanted to put, for example, in soap operas the homosexual character who is nice and he's treated horribly and all this, and he's just a regular guy and all this. And you see people's attitudes who would watch the program change towards this type of behavior. The problem was that the portrayal the was com- just complete fiction, not based on any kind of reality. It's just the picture that either the LGBT movement wants to put forward of itself, not, not the actual reality, The lifestyle is depressing, it's horrible, it's licentious, it is, you know, when I knew people, the few people that I knew years ago, there was a lot of promiscuity. Now, there was a lot of promiscuity as well, even within circles around other places, but it this whole idea of committed relationship, it, it's its when a society goes into moral decline that this becomes an accepted norm. Now, the Guardian article goes on to say, the blessings of same-sex register office marriages would be experimental for a five-year period under the bill passed by two-thirds majority at a meeting of the Church in, in-, Church in Wales, sorry, governing body in Newport, and it's it's tragic that they have at every level. I think there was the the what was it the lady, the the bishops, and there's another layer in between. I'm not I'm not exactly brilliant on Church of England government, but that at every level, the three levels, there was a two thirds majority to pass this. That's scary. That it's that much. The article here goes on to write: the experimental period was nor was normal practice with new li- with new liturgy. Cameron said, "I think it's the hope of the bishops that within those five years we'll be able to come to a consensus on." Uh, they put in square brackets: same-sex marriage. And when it comes to deciding whether to continue with the, ble- with the blessing service, perhaps the church will be in a position to be bold enough to take a further step on gay and lesbian inclusion and basically saying, well, the church will be on the same apostate direction with regards to redefining marriage, changing what marriage is. It's And it's no longer marriage. It's no longer marriage. So on gay and lesbian inclusion. Well, you don't want to be excluding people, do you? Um, You know, when you hear the word inclusion, exclusion, nobody wants to leave people out of society. We all want to include people, don't we? Um, Do we? Why? Um, There's exclusion. There's There's inclusion. There's qualifications for any group. So, for example, if you want to go with the Olympic team to the Olympics, you need to qualify. Well, no, no, we're, we're excluding the slow people, say, in the races. Well, they're not fast enough to race and they haven't qualified. They haven't reached the required standard. Now, we're all sinners and I'm not saying that, okay, we reach a standard where we're clean enough. And, no, what I'm saying is this. Do A person should be admitted into the church based upon credible, credible profession of faith, because it is the perfect work of Christ that he's trusting on. If he's trusting in Christ, or he or she is trusting in Christ and has a credible profession of faith, we don't know the heart, but a credible profession of faith, they should be included. The reason they're homosexuals because. They don't have a credible profession of faith. They, they don't believe the Bible. And they should not be allowed into the church. Now, you might have a church. Maybe some people have are coming out as homosexual or whatever. Well, they should be under loving but firm church discipline, called to repent. And if they do repent, given whatever help that they need, Um, But you'd have to deal with every single case on a case-by-case basis. Because usually when it's gone that far to crimes against nature, this is not just like any other thing. I mean, people just talk about, oh, well, you know, we're all sinners. No, this is a particularly serious sin. And it's going to to take a lot of work with that person. It's not just, Again, it won't just be homosexuality. There's be the other issues as well. It usually goes with a cluster. It is. It's a perversion. Of. Human desires. Uh, let's go back to the Guardian article. He, he added, I am aware that this is a decision that many in the church will find hard. I believe it is the right decision. And we give joy and hope to many LGBT plus people. Uh, Jane Ozan, a a prominent campaigner for LGBT plus equality in the C of E, that's the Church of England, said she was thrilled by the vote saying, I yearn for a day when the Church of England has the courage to make the same step. Uh, And it's seen as courage. Bravery. Think about it, right? Going with the world, doing what the world says, believing what the world says, and promoting what the world says. Yeah, that's so brave, isn't it? You know, when, when Jesus talked about in the Beatitudes that you will be persecuted in Matthew chapter 5, does it sound brave to be going with the world and just agreeing with the world? You may get to some disagreement and from people within the church but that's it and it it says in verse 10 of Matthew chapter 5 blessed are those who are persecuted for for righteousness sake is this righteousness? for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake and you know the way has been prepared for saying, well, you see, for all this time, the church has really been persecuting homosexuals and all this kind of stuff. Again, treating it like skin color or something like that, some immutable quality rather than a, a departure from the truth. So, so far, so good. The stream seems to be going well this time um if there's any problems please let me know in in the chat in the in the youtube chat um we we'll, we'll keep going it is currently 10 past 10 here i'm not going to maybe another 15 20 minutes we'll see how things go so um so that's the Guardian article uh, on that let's go on to some other References to, we're just going to be sticking on this story for the next few minutes. Uh, church approves blessing services for same-sex. That's from same-sex partnerships. That's from the the, the, the the Church in Wales's own website. Um, it, it talks about, oh yeah, here's the three orders. Uh, the bishops, clergy, and laity. So of the bishops, clergy, and laity within the Church in Wales, which is part of the Anglican Church, they, all three layers, uh, two-thirds majorities, that's a fundamentally sick church. You're not just talking about one or two leaders who are trying to do, and every well, everybody else is getting. No, no, this is, you know, um, more vast majority going towards apostasy. Now, it says on the website, the bill was introduced by the bishops following an indication from the governing body members that it was pastorally unsustainable, quote unquote, for the church to make no formal provision for those in committed same-sex marriages. And I say, committed to what? I did a video years ago, it was was taken from a, a program, I think it was back in 2015, the idea of monogamous, committed, it is a myth. it's a myth. It's just a myth. It just doesn't happen. There are people who can just about keep their lives together. But if you look at the, the rate of drug use within this community, the rate of suicide, and they'll admit to that, but they'll say, no, 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 the reason why suicide's so high is because the world doesn't embrace you. Are you serious? The world fully embraces all this kind of thing. It celebrates LGBTQ whatever month for an entire month now. And it has all the major corporations, it has all the people celebrating and praising you. Based on what? An achievement? No, sexual deviancy. And perversion. It says on the website, um... This is a quote from the Bishop of St. Asaph, Gregory Cameron, I come out of this debate with no sense of triumph, but believing that the church in, in Wales has done the right thing under God, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. It's patently, at best, gross ignorance, which is not commendable somebody who claims to be a, a teacher of the Word of God. Um, but he's, That's a violation of the Third Commandment. Clearly, this is spitting in the face of God. The BBC reported on this a few days ago as well. Church in Wales to give blessings for same-sex marriages. Now, the BBC had, interestingly enough, uh, they quoted from a couple of other people with regards to their views within the church in Wales. Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze here, I think. Okay, so it says in the BBC article, same-sex couples can now have their marriage blessed by the church in Wales after a vote was held. However, the church will still not marry same-sex couples. Former dean of St Albans, the very Reverend Jeffrey John supported the change, but described it as a halfway house. It did not go far enough. Partially agree, it is a halfway house. Um, And, you know, here's the thing. When you get these movements within the church, um, some trying to find some, you know, something that's gross apostasy, the truth, trying to get some halfway, well, eventually they're going to go completely over to the apostasy. Um, it's like that with Revoice. Uh, I don't know if any of you are aware of Revoice. Revoice is kind of a movement, kind of within the the PCA. And a conference that took place a couple of years ago, and long story short, it's basically a position right in the middle. Yeah, you know, we can't act it out, but we're just this. Halfway, like, the Matthew Vines is homosexuality is okay. All these other things are fine. The Bible's not against that. Um, then there's the biblical position. And Revoice is somewhere in the middle. Halfway house, so and doesn't satisfy anybody. And these half measures are really... When you've got two groups... At, at odds with each other. Um, but when... This is, not a, this is not a fundamentally healthy church. This is probably... Is there anywhere within the church in in church in Wales, sorry, that preaches the gospel anymore? I know there's actually a few, not many. <laughs> Can't get it wrong, but there's a few within the Anglican Church who are just good preachers. Okay, good evangelical preachers. There's not a lot of them, but there are some. Uh, sometimes you be reading books by people and go, oh, wow, well, this is a this is an Anglican, some really good stuff, but. Is that the mainstream of Anglicanism? No, not at all. <laughs> so, I I understand, I read a book years ago about many people who left the Church of Scotland. And I understand why people will stay within bodies such as this. You'll get pockets of true believers within Churches like this. They kind of want to be salt and light. But you're not supposed to stay in a false church. This would be part of the bride. Um, We don't want schism. We don't want division every five minutes. That's been a sad... Indictment, really, of the last... Oh, I don't know. Number, number A couple of hundred years, really. Since the late 17th century. There's been so many splits. However, at the same time, when... These splits almost become necessary because they're against departures the truth. I mean, complete rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ and his authority... But it's also in in a climate where rather than dealing with church discipline, people don't want to do that, of people largely, that issues like this grow within the body. The BBC article goes on to write, uh, the Evangelical Fellowship opposed the move, saying it did not uphold the, quote, standard of Christian marriage between one man and one woman. Um, It goes even worse than that. It's, you know, to give any kind of indication that crimes contrary to nature are okay and are to be blessed, rather than calling people to repent and believe the gospel is dangerous. But Wales's bishops said it was a step on the way towards repentance of a history which has demonized and persecuted gay and lesbian people. See, this is the thing. This is the direction they're going. Really, it's going to be people who hold to the Bible are going to have to repent. So what the, many now in the church in Wales are saying is, turn from the Bible turn from the teachings of the scriptures, turn from the very clearest teaching, turn towards your own way, your own imagination, turn towards the world, turn towards what the world embraces. Embrace that. That's the gospel of the church in Wales. And you'd be right in saying it's another gospel because it is another gospel. (sighs) And it talks about some of the things we've talked about in other articles. Uh, moving ahead about halfway through the article it quotes from um, Ruth Ellery James who's within the church in Wales. It's very very sad because there were there was a time I don't know are there many there there are some evangelicals still in Wales there are some evangelicals in, in Wales but I think it's 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 very much more of a mission field than it was. 100 years ago and when there were m- many more churches we say in england and things like this it's um it's getting more and more difficult it's in certain parts of the world in certain parts of the world to find churches that well preach the gospel um this is somebody within the church in wales R- ruth ellery james has it says both a personal and professional interest in the vote. As a woman in a same-sex relationship, she said she supported giving recognition to relationships like hers as a means of showing her vo- their validity in the wider community. Exact the validity. And that's what it says to these people. You're recognizing my relationship, and that's sin. That's wrong. It's not loving towards them at all and it also says in this article that she's a trainee priest showing that it's not just in a, in a vacuum it's not like that they're orthodox and all these things tick 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 the box and they believe all these things they've got a sound view of the gospel they don't they'll have unsound views virtually on in everything including this so it won't be in a vacuum it won't be in a vacuum at all um. here's what she says uh, it is so important to us this is Ruth Ellery James quoted in the BBC article it is so important to us because it will reflect the real love um, divine love God is love Jesus said if you love me keep my commandments Why? Because the commandments reflect his character. And if you're going against his commandments, it ain't love. It's not love. Because it will reflect real love and not... It's lost, by the way. And welcome that we have personally experienced in our local church who we know long to be able to offer something to couples who are in same-sex relationships. But it's also important because this is a message to LGBTQ folk in society in large to say the relationships are loved and blessed by God, which is blasphemy. So, the the church in Wales are engaged in blasphemy, saying to people involved in these relationships, these abominations, that God blesses it. That's blasphemy. Again, God's name is taken in vain. It is horrendous. And it says, and that's a message that hasn't been given, certainly in my lifetime, and I long to be able to share that with people. Again, what scripture is being offered? There's a few people who will attempt to mangle and twist the scripture, like Matthew Vines and people like that. Um... But there's no, there's no authority of scripture. There's no indication that scripture is attempted to be false. When scripture is gone to, it's just like, oh, that's not talking about that. Ruth said that she saw the contradiction expressed by other people in the LGBT community and that the word the, the church would still not offer full marriage, even as it blesses legal unions formed outside of its walls. Um and I'll just give you one more quote, just to give you an idea of the kind of opinions that are there. Henna and I feel strongly that God is asking us to be married one day based on what? It's a bit like, you know, when when a woman says like if a woman says and comes to me and says, I, I believe that God wants me to be a minister, uh, that ain't that isn't God. Um, because you have to be a husband of one wife. 1 Timothy chapter 3 tells me. So, um, you're not... Whatever is leading you towards wanting that position isn't God. It's the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's interesting that she calls, um, marriage a sacrament. It's not. Um... (laughs) Just showing that, not to get into that as well, but marriage isn't a sacrament at all, but it, I don't know how many sacraments that they think are in the church in Wales, but you'll see a load more errors besides just this embrace. Because it really just shows you in big neon lights, the Bible is not their authority. And if the Bible's not your authority, the gospel is not there. And if the gospel is not there, guess what? It's a synagogue of Satan. This is what apostasy looks like. Um, Another person that was quoted in the BBC article, Nikki Stark Devon, said lots of the LGBT community was very likely to avoid the blessings calling the offer placatory and meaningless. Oh, it's not far enough. You know, they're not going to feel welcomed enough. Um... When you, when you make people unrepentant who are trusting in their own righteousness, who are turning from God, who do you not make feel welcome? Well, people who do believe the scriptures. That's just not going to feel welcome in the church. It's uh, This person said... Um, She said, this is Nikki Stark Devlin. She's a. It also will set back actual equal marriage back a long way, as many of the heterosexual community will now feel that they're added a gesture and it should be sufficient. I can see many wanting a blessing if they can instead move to either Quakerism or religion or the United Reformed Church and have an actual marriage in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the people do. It ain't marriage in the eyes of God. It can never become marriage in the eyes of God. In the same way, of if, if you think you, you've been married to a, a piece of wood or to your dog, it doesn't make it marriage. Even if you can get some hireling whose God is his own belly, who cares nothing for the things of God, if you can get someone, some hireling like that, a false shepherd, to perform the ceremony, it's never marriage in the eyes of God. Because any authority to make that a marriage, it has to be according to the word of God. Otherwise, it's not marriage. One man, one woman, for life. Um, I think that's enough, really. You can read the BBC article in your own time if you want to. And I think we'll leave it at. any questions from anybody. Um, in lots of the church, it just shows the either ignorance of the scriptures or disregard for the scriptures that is kind of going on. This is not one of those, this is not a difficult issue. I remember being saved about a month. Maybe more. No, no. I know It was actually three months I was saved, I remember. I was having a conversation with somebody and the issue of homosexuality came up and I was like, I never thought about it. And I didn't know how to respond and The person said, she said to me, um, well, it's contrary to God's word and I just didn't know what to say. I was, I knew people and said, oh, they seem like nice people and all that. Went home, read, I think I Googled a bunch of verses and read Romans 1 Mm. and the relevant passages and I was like, well, there you go. You know, it, it can be, You might not have read those passages and really thought about it and all that kind of thing because, depending on your background, because before I was a Christian, I would have never thought that LGBT issues were wrong and sinful and all that. The thing about it is, it is. And the more the Lord has worked in me, the more I see how destructive and the wisdom of Almighty God in the order that he's given us and the foolishness and the destructiveness of those who will go. And you see more and more. You see those within you know, now they're claiming people are claiming more and more to be trans and all this kind of thing and there are people yes with deep psychological issues but there's a lot of people who just hate God and are looking for attention there's a lot of that on the rise as well so we have got to be clear on what we believe we have got to be clear on we've got to first love God ourselves love his word so that we know when we talk to a homosexual says that we share the love of Christ and call them lovingly to repent and trust in Christ this is my Paul Flint. may God bless you all